All right. This one is for you fellow agency guys. When I saw Mike's website, I was just reading it. Strategic marketing and operational guidance for service-based business owners. Okay, cool. Sounds good. You started a business because you had a passion or a skill that fits a need and everything is going well, except you wish you had someone to help validate your ideas and product feedback. You are not confident about your pricing and your service offering. You struggle with selling because you feel like you're being too salesy. You're perpetually fine tuning your systems, but never feel fully satisfied with your results. That's totally me. And you feel stuck without a clear path in your business goals. So if you, if this is you, you procrastinate and let opportunities pass you because you're not sure about how to evaluate, uh, to evaluate them. You're afraid your services are not as good as the competitors. You've outsourced a bunch of tasks in the past, but never really feel like you can really do the job. Well, you have, a, you feel like you have a blueprint for your services that is always changing, but never really give them the chance to develop. Also me. And you know, you're more worth more than you're charging. But when it comes to the prices, the confidence, and maybe the pricing is inconsistent, you're in the right place. So when I read that, I was like, this is exactly me. Let's definitely talk to this guy. So yeah, the one and only Mike Mall up there in uh, Canada. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, so that, that actually was me for six years. Um, I built that program, this program completely out of my own need. I was extremely stubborn and extremely ego-centered in the first five years of running my business. I thought I had to be the smartest person in the room. I thought I had to be the one that figured it all out. I couldn't get help from anybody. It had to be my way or no way. Um, and mm -hmm. after getting coaching in my own business, not not in those structures, but in in a different way, I really realized I realized how much time I wasted trying to figure it out on my own when the answers were there with someone who had already kind of done it. And so it came out of a passion to help people in their like, you know, first to third year business, get through those like year three to six, year three to seven pain points and just accelerate through it. Um, but it's all come from what I went through and what I developed and, and all the stuff that I did figure out, but it just took way longer than it needed to. Awesome. Heck yeah. Well, well, let's get into it. And so, uh, but you're, you're actually a, a digital nomad as well, right? Based in Mexico. Yeah. So I've been, yeah, I've been in Mexico, Europe and Africa, mostly for the last year. Um, I have an apartment in Mexico. Mm. I'm just in Canada visiting some family right now for a few weeks, turned into a longer trip because of an emergency babysitting <laughs> for my niece, my sister. Yeah, lost there you go. Babysitter. So I'm hanging out here in the cold a little longer, <laughs> but yeah, excited to get back down into the tropics that's for sure yeah 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 same with me uh once a year back uh, you know hang out with the nephews do the do the uncle duties and all that so cool man yeah i'm excited to uh yeah listen learn uh and share so um yeah if you have slides you can pull them up and we can dive in right i will grab that so uh can you see the screen there Yes, sir. 
Yes, great. So, so one of the things that I've noticed through the coaching, and you, you, you honed in on two spots on the site around systems. So this presentation is going to be very yeah. relevant for you. So what I found mm -hmm. is through my coaching experience, the building of systems is the things that people hate the most, but are the most thankful that they built in the end. Um, everyone wants to be like, oh, scale, oh, lead gen, oh, hire people, but None of that works unless you actually have this framework in place, because if you do and these systems don't exist, everything seems to crumble back and you end up back in the same spot over and over again. And so this is actually the most important part about taking yourself from kind of that solo or small, small team into building a bit of a bigger company. So I'm going to walk through my framework on how to do it and we can give people um, some guidance that they need to start doing this the reason I write buy back your time is when you have this stuff in that is actually what this unlocks it, it's right now you have to put in all the energy and the effort to everything that you're doing not having a system not being able to delegate this work that you're stuck with or that you don't or you're not good at um, even if you had the money to pay someone to do it without the system you can't actually unlock the opportunity to buy your time so what we're going to try and achieve on these slides is just teach you how to create a simple system um, so that you can work on parts of the business that you love. And that part's very relevant and we're gonna talk about why that's important. So super quick about awesome. me, started, started my agency in 2013. I, I almost lost the business twice, both 100% both due to systems. Uh, I finally <laughs> stepped up and built some. So for me, I have an aspiration of a very small company. I like working, you know, 50 to 70 hours a month. Um, I have a lot of hobbies. I like to travel. And so I've kind of set this goal where I'm like 750K a year, super high profit margin. And then let me just kind of do whatever I want with the majority of my time. So if you're thinking about scaling like to a massive, I want a 50, 100 person agency, a lot of what I'm going to talk about in here will be a very quick starting point for you, but I'm not teaching for people that are building at mass scale. I want people that for me, I connect more with people that are trying to build it as that lifestyle business. So that's yeah. my specialty. hundred percent. That's, that's also my mindset. Like, yeah, don't want a big company, but yeah, exactly. The agency that's still making you, you know, great money to support your lifestyle, but uh, at the same time, it's not a it's not a big job, and it's not a you know hundred people uh, hassle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so there's four parts. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this slide. So you need to do four things to get the system done. You need to define what you suck at, which sounds weird, but there's a lot of stuff that you suck at that you don't want to suck at. Uh, then you need to understand what's going on in your day to day. Like, what are you actually doing every month, and then in order to actually put it into a system, you actually need to define what great looks like, and then you can build your system. So we'll go right into it. So what I usually, so when I started my business, what I typically experienced was a very ego driven, very like, I need to be the best. I need to be better than everybody at everything inside the company or else, you know, it, it's a failure. Um, that, that was actually a critically, incorrect way to look at things. In fact, being self-aware on the stuff that you're terrible at um, will help you get rid of those things because what I've found through my experience is like 
taking yourself from a seven out of 10 to a nine out of 10 has actually way more profound, scalable uh, impact on your business. Whereas taking something that you're maybe a two or a three out of 10 and getting yourself to a five out of 10 on it doesn't have that much impact and doesn't take away the stress and anxiety of the tasks that you're not good at. So the way I like to think about it is like, when I sit down and do this thing, it automatically makes me want to procrastinate. Or I get this like really crappy feeling or I get this like my energy sinks, my shoulders slump over. Like what are those things when I go to do them, my whole demeanor changes. Like those are the things that you're not good at. And those are actually the things that are going to have the most impact getting off of your plate. And we'll talk about yep. how to do that. Gotcha. So first you need to understand what you're actually doing. So a lot of people um, don't spend the time to sit down and understand on a week, on a day, in a month, what am I actually doing with my time? So this is a, a, a tap. So the first thing you need to do is list everything that you do. So look at your calendar for the last month and think back through your days. I want you to write down every single thing that you do. Um, and so that can be anything from, you know, send follow-up email to sales prospects, uh, prepare a proposal, send an invoice, uh, follow up on a project, add a new project to the project manager, like every mundane thing. So this list should be pretty big. It should be at least 30 tasks long. And you should usually look at like a one month range of time because that'll give you a pretty good perspective on like the, 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 the birth of the range of stuff that you're actually doing in that period. Yep. And then what you're going to do once you've got that big giant list is you're going to organize them and you're going to assign them. So there's a couple ways that we do this. So we're going to create a table with four columns. And some people may have seen this exercise before. This changed my life. So I'm going to share it in this way. So what you want to do is grab every single individual task. And so for those who are just listening, the four columns are $1, $10, $100, and $1,000. And those dollar values are relative to how much impact those tasks have on your business. So, you know, a $1 task could be something like, you know, uh, researching, uh, researching a new bookkeeping software, or it could be, you know, looking up a conversion from US to Canadian dollars, right? But a $1,000 task could be, you know, for me, my $1,000 tasks are being on sales calls, because I know when I'm on a sales call, money comes in the door. And I yeah. know that me being the face of strategic conversations is also it, right? People come because they want the ideas, yeah. my experience. So I have to be on those calls. So those are my $1,000 tasks. Yeah. So when you put every single task into it, you should have a spread, which is like, you know, 35% of your tasks are $1 tasks, 35% are $10 tasks. 20% of them are $100 and then a couple, just a few are going to be, you know, $10 tasks. So if you've got, you know, if you've got a hundred different tasks, you can figure out that breakdown, 35, 35, 20, and 10. What you then want to do is take a look at your $1 and your $10 tasks. So all the stuff where you're like, okay, these things need to be done, but they're not having a big impact on the business's growth or the business's sustainability. And then what you want to do is you want to group them together. So typically those can group into, you know, creative tasks. So it could be, you know, um, graphic design. It could be copywriting. They could be administrative tasks like, you know, adding calendar, you know, adding things into your calendar or 
you know, following up for meetings. So I, I think of that like inbox management, uh, you know, getting contract signed, following up on stuff, chasing down stuff, project mm -hmm. management, et cetera. And so what you can do is when you put them into those buckets, so, you know, creative, sales, you know, personal stuff that don't really want anyone touching, administrative, you can look at that bucket and then go back to the things that you know that you suck at and look and figure out which group it is that you're like, you're going to do the worst at. So for me personally, mm -hmm. it's administrative stuff. I don't mm -hmm. check my own email. I do not add tasks to my calendar. I don't follow up on mm. stuff. I send voice notes to an individual person in my company and I'm like, hey, I need mm -hmm. to buy this book for somebody or hey, we need to research teaching Spanish to people in China. And then I, like, that's just get mm. it off of my head, get it onto someone else's plate. And then they can come back to me and say, okay, what, what do you, what do you want me to do with that? And then I, you know, I filter that out, but I know that me remembering stuff or being task oriented is not something that's going to work. It fails over gotcha. and over and over again. So those are the buckets that I get rid of first. Okay, nice. I like that voice message. Just get it out to your assistant and then, yeah, they take care of it. Yeah. Especially with travel, I'm just like, you know, I got invited to a wedding recently and I was like, he's like, hey, say yes, say that you're going to come. I'm like, okay, I'm in. And immediately I'm like, hey, I got to go to Tulsa in May. I need hotels and whatever. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. And like, that's all. I, and yeah, I know great. that once that's off my plate, it goes into her ecosystem. She has a system now to get the information from me. She has the system for booking hotels. She has a system for booking flights. And I know that that's like completely off my hands and it creates so much mental freedom for me. So yeah, yeah like th this is, this is how this stuff starts to form. Sick. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So once you've got your bucket, you're like, okay, for me, it's administrative tasks. Maybe for you, it's, you know, operational tasks or project management tasks or whatever that looks like. Before you can actually build a system, you need to define excellence. You need to define what great looks like. Most companies uh, who are like sub $10 million a year never bother to do this. And I think it's one of the most critical exercises you can do. Um, one thing that you'll note, you know, whether you're going to bring on an employee or a subcontractor or whoever, no one likes being told what to do, right? We all have this like automatic rejection in our body when someone's like, do this, why? Because I said so. And they're like, Ugh. like you just, you feel like a six-year-old again and you want to rebel, right? And so that's natural and that doesn't go away. And so if you can create this document in the right way, it helps people understand the why. And when people have a why, they push back less on the what. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the way what this document should look like is I just do it in Google Docs. It should be like four to seven pages in total, and it should only have three columns in it. Um, I'll explain what the columns are on the next slide. But what it should do is outline every step in your client experience. And it's going to help people inside your company understand why in, and why you do what you do so that they don't have any complaints about the what. And that's really important. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you some example. I'll give you an example of like how how I do this. So if I'm talking about, you know, everything that's involved in my company, it's like, you know, person discovers the brand. Well, how do they do that? Right. You know, it might be through a podcast. It might be through uh, an ad campaign. It might be through a Facebook group. OK, then what happens? Then they come to the website and what's going to happen? They're going to read it 
And then what needs to happen from there? We need to, you know, tell them what to do, which is, you know, let, you know, come talk to me. So if they sign up mm -hmm. and they say, let's talk to me, what needs to happen, right? So what happens when people fill out forms on a website? They get this automatic feeling like, is this, is anyone going to respond? Like what, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, right? So having a, an autoresponder that says, hey, thanks for your inquiry. We're looking forward to chatting on this day. In the meantime, da, 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 da. So like, yeah. you know, don't leave them. And especially as an agency, outside of even just the coaching, if you're a marketing agency, they're, you know, someone who's looking for a marketing agency is looking up, they're going to look up and contact six or seven brands and they're going to put you all up against each other, right? So you fill out the form, Imagine they just get a, you know, thanks for your inquiry. Okay, now what? That leaves yeah. them with the mindset of maybe I should just go talk to the next person. I don't know if I'm going to hear back from this guy. And so what mm -hmm. I like to do on that, on the agency side is, hey, thanks for your inquiry. You know, someone from our team, someone from our, you know, our, our strategy team will get in touch with you within 24 hours. In the meantime, if you want to like watch this YouTube video, it'll help you understand this. Or like give them something yeah. to do, give them the feeling of like, oh, I know what's going to come next, you know? And yeah. from the time, you know, I talk to them from a sales thing, from the time that they say, heck yeah, I want to work with you. What happens, right? What is that onboarding experience? What is that process? So yep. you got to write down every single thing, every single action that happens. This should be a pretty long document, right? So like each section is like, you know, for me, it's discovery then it's sales opportunity, then if they say yes, it's onboarding, and then it's, you know, ongoing customer management. So what are all the tasks, all the things that happen within that, write those all down in column one. And then in the second column for each one, you're going to write a sentence or two about what does an amazing customer experience look like, right? So for example, if somebody says, hey, yes, I want to move forward with this project, like what does what is you know what does an a great onboarding email look like? You know it should say it should say hey we're really excited to work with you. Here's the timeline. Here's the next steps. Here's all the people involved and how you can get a hold of them. Right. That's that would be a great document for someone to receive. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, even from the contract signing, like how quickly should it go? What should it say? Mm -hmm. How should it be simple? How should it be presented to them? Should it go through the the you know the software or should we? Put it in an e put it as part of our email so they get everything from one central hub. So you what you mm -hmm. got to think about what what does a great experience look like across every different action you're going to take. And here's the most important part: for each of those, what the amazing experience looks like in the third column, you need to write down why. And this isn't why you want it done this way. It's why it's important to this potential customer or to this customer who's onboarding. The reason we do that is we want customers to come to our websites, understand what we're talking about, say, yeah, I need this, have a great sales process, feel comfortable, feel excited, onboard, feel like it's been, you know, such an easy process to integrate in, you know, get this, you know, the work starts and they're, you know, every month they're like, man, I love the way they communicate. I feel heard. I feel like they're doing a great job because when they, when they, when they're happy, they stay. Right? Yeah. And yeah. So Keeping them happy. When, when you, and when you explain the why anybody coming into your organization is like, Oh, well I've done, you know, I used to do this, this other way. I don't like how, I don't like what you're telling me to do here, but why am I doing it? Oh, because for our particular customer, we've had this great success. And this is, you know, this is what we believe 
allows us to have a great retention rate. Oh, okay. So when I, as a, a, you know, a third party person, whether it's again, an employee or a contractor coming in, I'm coming in with habits, right? I've done this work for other people or I've done this work for myself and I have my way I want to do it. So how am I going to buy into your way? It's by understanding why it's important for our customer to have the experience. Awesome. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to do that right away. <laughs> cool. And so, so now you, okay. So now you've got all the steps in terms of, and then you, you know what it needs to look like and you know why it's going to make your customer's experience better. Now we have to put it into a process. And now is really the only time that you can put it into a process. Cause again, it's like, I could just record a bunch of loom videos and be like, okay, this is how we do this. This is how we do that. But as soon as it's leaving me and going on to somebody else, you know, people, I, I think this is just like the culture of work now. It's like people are coming in and are putting up with less of this feeling of like, okay, I'm this robotic. I'm, you know, doing this function. I do A, I do B, I do C, I keep my mouth shut, I go home, right? I get my 30 minute lunch break. Like uh, people want to feel validated within a workplace people want to feel like they're making a contribution or like their ideas carry weight or there's importance to it and so i think mm -hmm. this idea of just like this is what i'm this is what you need to do because i told you to do it um is why a lot of people are abandoning jobs they don't feel like they're involved in a process they don't you know the idea of like oh we have a culture because we have a ping pong table and free snacks like that's not it that's not what most <laughs> people want out of work right and so the way I built yeah. this is to like, so that I can have other people's inputs and so that like it, it's collaborative to an extent, um, but still defined in a way that like, this is what needs to be done. Um, okay. So now we're going to build the system. Now this is where a lot of people freeze up and they're like, okay, well, what's, you know, I need this software and then I need to like have this super perfect documentation in this book and this whatever. And like, it's not, it's not what you need. Done is mm -hmm. better than done is better than good. Even, even your first round of this is going to be crap and that's okay. Yeah. It's better to have, it's, it's better to have something than to want this perfect product. That it's never going to happen on the first try. I can tell you from experience. Yeah. So you go back to the, the excellence doc. So we've got, you know, this list of, you know, from discovery of us, to seeing the site, to the sales, to the onboarding. So we've got, you know, let's call it 30, 35 items in this list, right? What we need to do is just write them down in a Google Doc. Simple, just in order. You can break them down by section. So I break mine down by, you know, discovery, um, you know, sales process, onboarding, you know, ongoing customer work. And so then the bullets just kind of live inside un underneath those headers. Um, mm -hmm. and then what you want to do is create a separate Google doc for each of those line items. So, so a 30 individual docs that are just named, whatever that task is, and then create a link from that line item to the Google doc. So if, if you click on the link, it goes to a blank Google doc right now. So that is yeah. going to be the entire infrastructure of your standard operating procedures in your company. It's 31 pages or whatever it is of Google docs, but it's all with one table of contents page. Um, you can yep. do this all in one page where you create, you know, 
you know, as you create your header systems, it will just, it'll map and link it out into the Google Doc. For me, I don't like to do it that way because I have some people, some, you know, virtual assistants who are only responsible for like two specific things. So I only link them to the two individual pages. I don't need yeah, them that seeing, one link, yeah. to, to everything. So for me, I like to, I like to keep them uh, consolidated that way. So everything will yeah. come now from, from this doc structure. Um, can you yeah. do an, ex can you do it in Google sheets too? Sure. Whatever. Can you do it in a Google slide? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's just get all the line items in yeah. one spot and link them to a, yeah. to a blank page. So, yeah, I, I switched from Google docs to using notion a few years ago. I don't know if you've, if you've used it, but it's basically yep. Google docs, but you can have those sub pages, sub pages. So it's, it's great for organizing company docs just like this. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I use notion for this as well. Um, Google docs is like the path of least resistance. Oh, I don't want to learn a new software. Okay. Yeah. Well, then use a Google doc, but yes, I, if you know, that pro tip is use notion because I yeah. love, I love everything about it. It's, it's a fantastic, yeah, yeah. you can do it. You can keep it as simple as we're talking about here and put it into notion. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So now you're going to say, well, I, I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to walk someone through a process. It's all in my head. And so this is actually the big problem. This is the biggest thing that stops the solo person from building a real organization and a real team. Most of the money-making stuff is in your brain. And while it lives in your brain, you can never delegate it. Because even if someone's sitting beside you and you're, I'll use air quotes around the word, training them, um, it's never going to work because you know it so intuitively. When you start explaining something to someone, think about steps one through 10. Your natural function is going to start at number four because one, two, and three, it's like, dude, I've been doing that every day, day in and day out for months or a year or two years. Like those are so automatic to you. It's very hard for you to go back and, and access that as a step. So what this exercise, this next exercise is going to do is to help you take this process and this knowledge out of your brain and put it into documentation. Okay. Gotcha. So what you need to do first is close your computer. And most of us, you know, in an agency, most of what we do is going to be digital. It's going to be online. Close your computer. I want you to take out your phone and hit the record button, the voice memo. And I want you, in your own words, to explain a process. So pretend like you're... Pretend like, you know, the person sitting across the room from you looking at their computer and I want you to dictate into your phone. Okay, first you open this and then you go here and you do this and then you do this and da, 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 da. so whatever you think the process is, I want you to voice dictate that into your phone. Okay, um, don't look at a computer, just record it based on your recollection. Then what I want you to do is open your computer back up. I want you to replay that recording and I want you to follow the steps in the recording exactly as they are. So no intuition, no, oh yeah, well, it said that, but I know it's this. No, 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 no. Follow the step exactly as you've recorded it. What that process is going to do is going to show you how much of a gap there is because of your wealth of knowledge. You are going to make so many assumptions about what people know and what people should know and what people could be thinking about that you will uncover through this process. So 
it's not going to be pretty. You're going to be like, oh man, if I imagine if I was on the phone and someone was trying to do this, like they would have no idea what I was talking about. Um, and it's because mm -hmm. again, that knowledge is so embedded. And so go through it. And then what I want you to do is, is take that opportunity to fill in the gaps. Okay. Well I said, okay, I said, do this, but yeah, I got to do these three things before it. Or like when I'm at step, you know, when I'm at step three, you know, my next option is actually dependent on a number of factors, right? It could be, you know, it could be dependent on what the customer's monthly budget is or what type of industry that they're in or whatever the case may be. Like marketing is not, you know, one size fits all, set it and forget it. So yeah, there's a thought process gonna... behind everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this will allow you to start to find the gaps. And then what I want you to do is kind of go back through and iterate and iterate. And so by by then you should have like, okay, so here's all the, whether you just do it verbally or you write them out, it doesn't matter. Um, but you should only follow the steps that you've recorded. You can never make assumptions and you can never use what's what's in your head. You have to go literally verbatim how you've done it. And then once you actually feel like you've got this down what i want you to do is start a start up a loom video because the the video output of this is actually going to be the most impactful and i want you to go through and record the process but i want you to talk through every single step and more than that i want you to talk through what variables in your mind are allowing you to make these decisions so pretend like when you're recording your loom, pretend like someone is sitting beside you and you're giving them the inside scoop and that extra knowledge and that extra depth so that that person will have that knowledge because they wouldn't if unless you say it out loud. When you can do that into a video recording, this now starts to form a system where somebody who doesn't know the process, who doesn't know how you want it done, can come in and not only see the step-by-step, but understand how you think about it, why you think about it, and all the variables. This is what's going to be the big unlock. And this is where most people fail. Most people are just like, okay, you know, and they're, they're loom, okay, now click here, and now click there, now do this. Like that doesn't actually help someone understand your thinking and your process. And so really like over articulate everything, even if yeah. it's just you. It, yeah. And it's a deep, training and this is what actually uh ryan our head of ppc guy we were uh doing for the past couple of weeks we're actually making uh, a ppc amazon ppc training videos and instead of him just doing a loom on his own we're both together on a zoom call recording it and i'm like okay ryan take me through your steps and your thought process of everything now i'm not a ppc expert and so i was even able to like uh ask questions that like I might have not understand as I'm a good PPC guy, but not a total expert. And so, yeah, yeah it was like an hour long to set up the first initial PPC campaigns. But after that, I was like, whoa, like we're going to be able to send that to our any junior or PPC beginner. And they're going to know like, that's the best training video I've ever <laughs> like yeah. I've ever like yeah. seen. And so, yeah, yeah I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. And that's, that is the secret sauce. It's like, people are like, oh, well, it's not like a, you know, it's not an edited seven minute concise video. It doesn't matter. That's actually like you trying to like squish the material into a professionally shot video is actually the worst thing that you can do. And a lot of people say, oh, well that, you know, this hour long thing, well, it could be like the first version, but like, we got to make it better. Like, no, you don't. 
you got to remember that like your your time is more valuable than the person that's coming on to do the work and i'm not saying like i'm saying monetarily i'm not saying it in any other way but but you have to understand as the owner as the person who's responsible for making the making the machine work you know the least amount of questions that have to come back to you okay yeah i saw what you were doing there but like what about this and what you're doing is you're recording that and you're asking and answering the questions in the video someone new coming in who's going to be you know more of a junior person it might take them an hour to watch that video and they might have to go watch it two or three times so you're thinking oh man three hours but like those three hours answer every question this person has and they're not going to need to go back to anybody to ask more right that that's the unlock so i think a lot of people want yep. it to be this like i want it i want them edited and i want them clean it's like no no you need stream of consciousness you need to talk through all of your ideas as much as possible i don't care if the video is an hour and a half two hours like yeah if if it's all in there great then you know mark go have have a, someone go through and mark okay at minute 23 we start on this topic on minute you know 47 we dive into this so if someone needs to just go to a certain point in it and like learn a particular area great have those you know have it marked with time that's fine but yeah i mean that video is going to be gold for you forever it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then my my kind of like little thing I like to do, and I, I, I made a joke about like, you know, systems so easy your mom could do it. I actually like to validate this. Now, if it's highly technical, if it's setting up an ad campaign, it's a little bit trickier. But if it's administrative stuff and it's more like operational stuff within the business, I actually had my mom do this. I'm like, hey, watch my video. It was on how to use this software to like scrape um, contacts and then put them into lists and then put them into a sheet and clean them. So it was like a pretty lengthy thing. I was like, can you just watch this and follow the, and I want to see. So as I was like watching her do it, I was like, Oh yeah. Even like that little thing, she, she doesn't understand this button because that is an assumption that I made. And so having someone who's mm -hmm. not a subject matter expert actually do it and watching them do the process based on how you've recorded it will also help you fill some gaps. So that that's like an extra, you know, an extra little piece, but that will make it like that goes from a nine out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. Cause now you've made them idiot proof and sorry, mom, I don't yep. mean to call you an idiot, but, <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, if she can do yeah. it, she's not a technical uh, person. Yeah. If she's doing these things, it's like, that's a great system. Anybody can do this now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Boom. And that's it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Yeah. Doing it's the doing it is the thing. You know, and I've like I said, from all of my coaching clients, you know, in month two and month three and month four, they're like, I want to do the exciting stuff, but you have me recording these friggin' looms and I'm doing them over and over again. But like the truth is they and they've they've openly said and in the the testimonial videos, I'm like, so how do you feel about the systems now? They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, it unlocked their ability to hire people and confidently know that like the work going out and the work going to these people was going to be done the way that they wanted them because they have a system in place. It's so critical. Got it. Okay. That's amazing. So yeah, I, I've, I'm, I'm at the very skeleton stages of building this, you know, SOP systems uh, in, in Notion. Um, and now I have to ask, do you use Notion for all your project management? Do you use Asana tied in with Notion or? 
Yeah, so I use, I like Asana. I, I found Notion for project management in the way that I needed it just fell short. There were some real yeah. gaps in it. So what I do is in Asana, so for example, I have I have a preset thing in Asana, which is like, you know, uh, we call them missions because my my current <laughs> my current assistant likes, she gets motivated when I'm like, okay, hey, this is the mission. I like She'll mission as well, yeah. She'll sometimes show up to meetings with like the black paint under her eyes. It's like insane. I love that. <laughs> there you go, um, Rockstar. So what I have is, you know, for my onboarding, like here's the 14 step process. And even within like the account build, there's like a 17 step process. So that lives as a giant task, like a templated task in Asana. Giant templated but, card thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I do though, is when you click into each individual one, which is like, okay, so like, you know, a contract to be sent. So when you click into that, it clicks into the notion where it's like, here's the written format and here's the loom format about how to do the contract with a link to like the templates with a link to everything in it. So my Asana uh, will have a link to the SOP documentation for each individual thing. That way, if I have, you know, if my, you know, if my main admin is, is super busy, or even like, hey, we're going to launch this new campaign. The customer requested a campaign. If, if, if she's busy and I have to do it, I'm like, man, I haven't done this in a long time. I'm like, oh, okay. I go into Asana. I'm like, great. Here's the 11 steps to getting a new campaign launched. And inside of each subtask is a link to the video. So I'm like, okay, what needs to be done here? Oh, I see. Great. So I can literally drop somebody who's a project management minded person into this ecosystem and they could you know, all but take over right away. Um, and I, I believe that like someone with an individual skill set, like my, my personal assistant, who is also my publicist, like she was cleaning my house. She was my housekeeper in Mexico. Wow. And was like, nice. we got to talking, she was looking for some extra work. I said, Hey, can you just do this like research for me? Come back to me. She she brought it back. And there's something about the way that she organized it and presented it. And I'm like, oh man, there's something here. But, and so she's amazing at that. And so all the stuff I give her is all of those style of tasks, which coincidentally is the stuff that I feel stressed out or I procrastinate at, or I suck at. So like it's finding those sweet spots because there are people that are amazing at the things that you suck at, but you have mm -hmm. to give them like, if I had just popped in and said, Hey, can you help us manage, you know, manage the onboarding of this customer, she'd be like, I don't even know what you sell. But because we have the training videos and because we have it built out, it took her a couple of weeks for sure. But like she got, she was fully operational in two and a half weeks, like running all the project management. So, you know, if you have someone that awesome, actually yeah. possesses the skill set needed for a job and you have a great processing thing, you can pull people from all over the place and get them to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Lean in there. Yeah. We have one of our uh, company admins, Joe Rockstar from Philippines. She was randomly on vac uh, vacation in Bali at the same time as me. So we got to like, like meet in person and hang out, which is, is awesome. But yeah, um, absolutely learning to, to lean into people's certain uh, skill sets uh, is huge. And then, okay, a few, few rapid fire questions. So, okay. So you're using Asana with communication is a huge thing I think about, I'm not, am I doing this right? So we use Slack. Do you use Slack or do you just do communication in Asana or how did you do that? I find in Asana to be really bulky. So my, 
I have someone who's in charge of making sure everything in Asana moves forward. Everything is assigned to them. Yeah. But she has notes about like who. So, so for example, my media buyer doesn't have anything physically assigned to him in Asana. He doesn't go and mark tasks as complete. My project manager is responsible for, hey, at the end of the day, these are the seven things that were pending. What got done? Boom, 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 boom. Okay, what needs to move? So she does it all. All the communication is in Slack because it's just so much easier. And then she moves everything forward in Asana. So all the subtasks, all yeah. the follow-ups, everything goes through that. I find most people's brains are not wired to use a project management software. Most of the time, like creatives and most of the time, big picture thinker type, like I have a really hard, I look at it and I get crippling anxiety. I hate looking at it. Right. And so I know that that's a weakness for me. So I brought the person I brought on. That's her world. That makes her feel comfortable. That makes her feel like she's doing a great job and she knows what she's doing. So I let her yeah. rule that ecosystem and then we all chat and she takes those chats and and moves them forward into what's what's done or what's happening nice we have a very similar thing going on so that's that's uh that's good to know and then um and then the other thing is like in terms of client communication is the other uh, huge thing that I, that I wonder about like um do you still schedule like like after the onboarding and sales call, are you still doing like a monthly consultation or do you have another person on your team um, just updating the client in Slack or how have you found the best way to optimize client uh, updates or communication? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't get involved frequently. So So here's like, this is the best combination that I've found in the 10 years that I've been doing this. So it's it's like, make sure that there's someone like friendly and bubbly that are like the point of communication. So project manager, project manager, the one who's like on it, who always has the answers to stuff, they should be the voice. You shouldn't be the voice of the founder. Even if you're the strategic brain, you're doing too many other things. Like you're, yeah. even if you're better at strategy, that they don't need deep strategy all the time. So my cadence is this. We have a big strategic call where everybody from the team comes, hey, these are the people who are responsible for these things. We're gonna dive into these questions about your business. We're gonna like, we're gonna take this information back and and whatever, build the campaign out. So that happens, I'm at the face of that. From there, I'm completely hands-off. So project manager is like, great, we have this meeting, you know, here's the timeline for everything that's gonna happen. Here's when we're gonna launch, here's what we need from you based on the call. Uh, every other week, my media buyer will send a 45 second or less Loom video with an update on the campaign. So, hey, Mike, just here in your dashboard, you know, when we talked last week, uh, we talked about trying to fix this. This has been actually going really well. Here's something we're keeping an eye on. You know, all the key, all the key metrics that we talked about are above above the line. And so, you know, this week's looking great. If you have any questions, let me know. So that's like every two weeks. And then at the end of within he just that, sends that with, directly to the he tags the client in Slack. He's talking to the the client directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, at the end of a month, we'll do like a bit of a deeper dive with like, hey, here's a little like a little bit of written insight uh, plus a loom. So like kind of a little bit more. And then what we do is we have a quarterly business review. So that's like an all hands. Hey, what are we seeing from this? You know, what are you guys doing on your end? Do you have any other products or services launching? anything we should know about, any changes in the org, um, just any big picture stuff that like we can lean into and say, oh, 
you know, we're, Hey, we're hiring two more people in this department. Oh, like, are you going to launch something over here? Like, should we start looking at some opportunities for campaigns on this? You know, if they're adding products, if they have events, um, so any opportunity to, you know, expand our scope, but also to like, just make sure that they feel like we're tuned into what they're doing. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's exactly what I started doing. And it's been amazing quarterly, uh, a business audit where I'm like, all right, I'm going to be on the call every, every three months just to keep the relationship building. Um, and, and so is that something that you're on that call every three months as the head strategist or? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, my, my hesitation yeah. with calling it an audit is that a lot of people as associate audit with like government and taxes and shit. So like what I do is if I'm doing like an early stage, some like looking at someone's business early stage, I I like to call it a report card. So, Hey, here's the six mm. categories and we're going to score you on them and write a couple bullets. But even like I call it a quarterly business review instead of a quarterly business audit. Cause nobody wants to be audited that there's like a, yeah. like a tension yeah. that comes with that word sometimes. So I like the word review a bit more, but yeah, I, I would go, I go on it and I kind of lead it. And I have a couple of key questions that I ask, which is basically just like, you know, how are we finding everything? Cause like, I think a lot of agencies tend to like, what I've seen and why a lot of people leave agencies is they get these monthly reports and it's just like all this data, all this information. And it's like, what does this mean for me? Like, you're just trying to sound smart. It's yeah. not helping me understand if things are yeah. going well, number one. And then the other thing is during a review, nobody asks like, how are you finding this? Like, are you, are you feeling the return on investment? Because if you're producing a good number, but there's a gap and they don't understand the return on investment. Like that's going to be a problem for you. They're going to leave. Even if you're doing an amazing job, they're going to leave. So you need to understand where their knowledge gaps are and how you need to communicate this performance to them so that they're motivated. Like they should be the way I, yeah. the way I say it is they should be. And I say this on my sales calls. When my invoice lands in your inbox for thousands of dollars every month, I want you to be so excited to pay it because you know that paying me that money is going to make you money. Ooh. That's yeah. my motivation. That's exactly. what I'm trying to do with it, right? Yeah. And so if I get keep them in That's that feeling, yeah. then you know, then those those review calls are easy. Hey, we gave you ten thousand. You gave us thirty thousand. I love you. We're doing more products. Yeah. We're launching the service. Come market the service. Like then it turns into like how much more business can we give you? More than like you trying to defend what you're doing. Like you should never leave yourself yeah. in a position where you have to feel like you're defending your work. Like just hit it head on. Be like, I'm seeing great things. Are you seeing this on your end? If not, let's talk about yeah. it. Let's make sure we understand yeah. each other because that's how you make it long term. Yeah. That's how you keep customers. Exactly. My first my first two ad customers that I got, I had them for eight and a half years. Oh, a lot of yeah. it was fluke because I didn't have any of those processes in place. I just like, I just happened to be good at Google ads, but um, I was like, yeah. man, these guys could have been two decade customers if, if I had the stuff in place mm. earlier. So super important. Okay. That's awesome to know the quarterly review and it's like, yeah, every, every quarter is almost kind of like just re-reminding them why, you know, they're, they're signed up with you, re-reminding them all the value and kind of like a re-sales re call, right? And just, but yeah, again, just asking them, how are you feeling? Making sure you're getting your money's worth, your positive ROI. And then another thing 
I've been lacking on is, okay, let's, let's audit or review your entire business. What other things can we help you grow your business? So we do Amazon. Oh, let's look at your Shopify. Is there are needs there? What's going on with your social media here, 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 add more scope, as you said. Yeah. And I like to, you know, I like to keep an eye like, and, and you, you know, it makes it sound like I'm doing all this work. When I, before I jump on these calls, I spend three minutes. I flip through their social media. I flip through their website and their blog. And I'm like, mm. what, have, what are they talking about? Have they announced anything? Are there a bunch of changes within like the organization? Have they grown in staff, right? Like what are the key things, right? Did their staff get bigger? Did they add a service page? Did they announce something on a blog? Did they get, you know, did they post something on social media? Or like, we're going to do this now. Like, hey, I saw that you guys were launching this thing. Like, tell me about it. What's going on with it? Cool. Hey, like we, you know, I know that we're doing mm -hmm. the products over here, but we, we have this other service. And if you have, you know, only if you have the service that fits, but come into it with like, yeah. you've, you know, done a bit of, you know, you know, we've been keeping an eye, you know, closely following what's going on. You no, know, realistically, you spent three yeah. minutes on the internet before the call, but like most people don't, most people just show up and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? And they're like, I don't know, running our business, like come, come, come in with a little yeah. bit of proactive data. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I saw one like poll or study, um, top reasons that, uh, businesses, um, cancel agencies and it's like 78% because they feel like they don't care about them. And so it's, yeah, just keeping the relationship, um, is a, is a huge thing that, that we're learning. Yeah. And I, you know, there's this, there's something magic about the loom video. It's not, it's not yeah. to make our life easy. It's not to, you know, create a more sophisticated way of talking about data. It's so that there's a face and a voice addressing the person. How many, we get so many emails. How many voice notes and videos do we get from our non key family members? None. So those loom videos, which is like, oh, this is short. I'm getting everything I need. And then it's like, you know, Hey Riley, it's Naz. Look, we saw this awesome result this week. Yeah. I'm so excited. Are you seeing this on your end? Like, this is awesome. Uh, it's just like, it just brings that feeling of like, these guys, there's a human on the other end of this and we're not just another number. We're not just an invoice number. Yeah. That, that is why people leave. They don't feel, they don't feel yeah. understood and they feel like yeah. they're just another customer. Yeah. That's it. Heck yeah. We've already been doing lots more of those. And so this is like, I was excited to see what your, you know, pro tips were and we're really, really excited to know we're kind of on the right track. Just got to, you know, wrap it up and uh, in a bow and uh, get there. So we're getting there guys. And so, yeah, dude, that was, that was a uh, super, super valuable. And uh, yeah, if, if, uh, if you're listening out there and uh, you're seeing this or wherever, like, like this video and share it with another agency guy that uh, uh, for sure, if you've watched all the way to the end, and, uh, so yeah, I guess, um, if people want to learn more about, uh, what you do in your agency coaching, uh, your website, mikemall.com. Uh, co co. There's another, there's another, dot, dot there's CO. another Mike. Yeah. There's another Mike mall and he won't give me the dot com. <laughs> so, <laughs> fine. I see. Awesome. <laughs> um, Cool. And then I guess like, you know, my logical question, if I've, if I was like, uh, watching this is like, what, what is a little bit about your program? Is it like a, is it like a mastermind or like, what's the form of it? Yep. It's uh it's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, 
so we do most of the communication asynchronously. So we, I used to do it where it was like one meeting every week trying to go deep on stuff. But the truth is as an agency owner, you're already busy and jumping on a call every week yeah. is like pretty cumbersome. So what we do is we have you yeah. know an initial call where it's like, let's figure out where the biggest gaps and where the biggest problems are. What are we trying to solve? Um, we kind of make that list and then we do most of the communication through Loom. So it's, hey, I, I'm working on this marketing campaign or I just built this system or I'm thinking about this product or this price. Um, what do you think? And so it's, you know, long form back and forth communication. Um, mm -hmm. We do one one hour meeting per month to dive into like a big heavy topic. But all of the, all, you know, you have unlimited access to me. So it's, you know, Loom video or, hey, I recorded my sales call. They said no. Can you listen to it and tell me what happened? Yes. Mm. So like anything that you can send me to review nice. from content to marketing to, um, you know, whatever it is about your product. Yeah, we tackle all that stuff. Heck yeah. And uh, he's got a blog. So yeah, if you're checking this out on a clip or whatever, check out website blog. Um, that is very, very um, interesting coaching model. As now I mentioned to you before, I'm now I'm also kind of a little bit of an agency coach because I'm on social media and all that. And, you know, with my mission, I will very similar to you help guys unlock that location, freedom, um, digital nomad lifestyle, travel and see this amazing planet that, um, that we're so blessed yeah. to be on. And so, so that's what it's, it's about. So cool. It's so cool. The planet's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best one. Heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Um, that's it. You guys already know links in the description and, uh, yeah, go, go. To, are you on like Instagram or like social media or anything like that? Yeah. I'm, I'm at the Mike mall on Instagram. It's on the, actually my, the title there at the Mike mall. That's oh, more yeah, like, just, that's more just like floating around the world, fun travel bullshit. Um, I'm think I, yeah. I keep like, I have this in my mind where like, maybe you should have a separate page for like business content. And then I just never do it. I'm like, I, I have other channels. It's, yeah. it's, it's always that like push and pull of like, what do you have time, energy and bandwidth to do? And social's always been on my mind and I've just never yeah. gone for it. But yeah, there's some fun stuff on there. I'm a good follow, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, you seem to be doing, I'm going to read up your, your stuff about um, this podcast guesting thing, which um, I actually, before your podcast agent reached out to me, I actually hired my own because that was another mission for this year to do more of this. So I'm looking to this. You can check out my Instagram. I've actually, I've had two separate ones, one for my uh, my Living That Life YouTube travel blog brand and one for personal, which I consider like like friends and family. And then one as like a you know more Gary V type guy, like just like fucking post all the time. Um, so yeah. Nice. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's see, we can, boom. And I